The number of eviction filings for non-payment of rent jumped 38 percent last year in Massachusetts. But landlords complain that it's getting harder to evict tenants who don't pay their rent. WBUR Simone Rios brings us the story of a property owner in Rockland who fought for nearly two years to get his apartment back. Peter Avitabile is 34 and works overseeing commercial property maintenance. He was living in a townhouse south of Boston when he met his future wife. They decided to buy a single-family home where they'd raise the baby that was on the way. They'd hang on to the townhouse as a nest egg. We'd either, you know, rent it out or we could sell it later on down the line, obviously hoping that it would appreciate in value. Avitabile says at first everything went as planned. They rented the place to a local hospital worker, Cassandra Schneider, who had decent references. But by late 2021, she started missing rent. And it was at that point where it was three months in and I was still trying to even communicate with her and she had just full on stopped answering. By July of 2022, he was out five months' rent at $2,100 a month. He did something most landlords hope they never have to. He went to housing court to get Schneider evicted. The state's COVID eviction moratorium had just expired, and Avitabile was among a big influx of new filings. It took nine months of legal proceedings for him to win an eviction order. But then Schneider appealed. My lawyer was like, Peter, I don't think we have anything to worry about. The appeals court would never pick this case up less than a week before the movers and the sheriff were scheduled to go into the property and remove her. The appeals court picked up the case. The eviction was on hold. The judge gave Schneider 10 days to start paying rent, but that flew by and the case lingered for another seven months. Avitabile was beside himself. We filed every single month with the court saying, hey, by the way, she's been court ordered to pay rent. She's refusing. We reached out to Schneider multiple times to hear her side of the story, but she declined. In court records, she suggested her daughter's father had recently died and the eviction would be hard on the girl. Schneider also filed counterclaims against Avitabile, alleging discrimination, bad conditions in the home, and retaliation for not paying rent. He denies all those claims. The judge wasn't convinced either and ordered a new eviction for December 2023. And I'm still scared to death because she's going to appeal again. I'll bet money on it. I'm not done yet. I'm just hoping at one point in time the appeals court will finally just say enough's enough. Schneider did appeal again. We'll come back to that. Massachusetts has strong laws to protect renters from unscrupulous landlords. But the rules can lead to what some call the free rent trick, where tenants use the courts to get months or even years of rent-free living. Landlords say this was especially bad after COVID hit. It's not an uncommon pattern. Uh, what we would describe that as is, is a professional tenant. Doug Quattrachi heads the nonprofit Mass Landlords, representing mostly small property owners. He estimates landlords here lose more than $3 million a month on non-payment of rent. So there are people who know how to make the system fail for a property owner. Pro-tenant laws have made evictions more and more difficult. That's according to attorney Jeffrey Turk, who represents landlords in housing court. He says there's practically a playbook for delaying evictions. Right. So it's ask for a jury trial, uh, file discovery, file motions, file appeals, all of these things because it's just delay, 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 delay. In Schneider's case, records show she did not have a lawyer and represented herself. 
Fighting back can be costly for small landlords, even leading to foreclosures and bankruptcy. And Turk says there's a broader effect as well. When the landlord doesn't get paid, um, they're going to raise the, the rents to other people. They're not going to have the money to make repairs. They're not going to have the money to make upgrades. They're not going to have money to provide services. So it's just a trickle-down effect of, of the economics of it. Housing advocates counter that most tenants in court are not trying to skirt the law. They just need a place to live and may be struggling with other problems, too. Ethan Maskoop is a housing and public health expert at Boston University. Quite often, mental health issues and also economic issues play a huge role. And landlords are in that world, and you're dealing with people's lives and their, and their health. A moving truck idles outside Peter Avatabile's townhouse in Rockland the morning of the third scheduled eviction. He says he just learned his tenant filed the last-ditch effort with the appeals court, but this time there's no order to pause the eviction. There's a cranky constable standing next to Avatabile as he jiggles a key in the door lock. Peter and his wife Taylor haven't set foot in the apartment for two years. There's no one inside. They look stunned as they walk in. this water all over this floor and then as you saw from the ceiling downstairs the entire that would explain it now wouldn't it clogged toilet yeah tampons trash the place is covered with disheveled clothing half full iced coffee cups a melted ice cream cake in the sink there are empty pill bottles littering the floor and the basement is set up as an illegal bedroom Three serious-faced movers speak Spanish as they pack up all the items considered salvageable. The boxes will go to a storage unit where the tenant has six months to claim them. Avatabale will later get a bill for $4,000 from the movers. His wife Taylor has a look of disgust on her face as she surveys the apartment. This has been like a literal nightmare for us, and then to walk into this is even more of a nightmare when we've just been paying two mortgages, tens of thousands of dollars in lawyers' fees and court fees, and now we're going to have to pay who knows how much in damages. Upstairs is a young girl's bedroom, decked out in pink and purple and princess themes, the one well-kept room in the apartment. The scene leaves a lot of questions unanswered. It's a reminder that everyone pays a heavy price in an eviction. But for the Avitabales, there's also relief. It's nice to get our house back and, you know, figure out where we go from here and not have the stress of, are we going to get it back? Are we not going to get it back? How much longer is it going to take? But the way Massachusetts does this is just absolutely wild to me. Looking back, the couple wishes they'd paid Schneider to leave rather than going to housing court. That's known as cash for keys. Some landlords shell out thousands to get their apartments back. The whole experience cost the couple nearly $80,000. That's enough to make some people get out of the rental game for good. But the Avitabales, they have a new tenant coming in soon. This time, they say they did a proper background check. For 90.9 WBUR, I'm Simone Rios.